me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. In this episode of the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast, Lynn and Kim review Napoli Ever After and give their opinions on the movie Black Panther. They talk about the Braxtons, Kanye, and Eddie Murphy's 10th Child. And they answer the question, why in the H-E double hockey sticks are reality stars celebrities? Let's start the show. Girls, we run this mother. to the first episode of the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast with Lynn and Kim. What's going on, big sis? <laughs> What's going on, little sis? What's happening? Hmm. It's been a rough one. Okay. Well, I'm tripping because it is Saturday night at uh, 9, 26, 27 p.m. We've been trying to get this first podcast out since Wednesday at noon so we got to make this real real good we got to make this real real good I know okay how's your week what's been going on uh, terrible week if you want me to be honest about it terrible well, well of course I want you to be honest but if, it, if, if, if the week has been terrible then it has to be something something had to be good so if you got to tell me the terrible you got to at least tell me just as many things that was good about the week. We're not gonna do with just the just the terrible thing. We're not gonna do that. Um. Okay. So the only good thing is with this whole crazy car situation I have going on. My very best friend rented a car for me for the next week. This week to get through the week. Okay. That's real. That's a really good friend. <laughs> that, so. Tell the audience who that friend is, because I know who that friend is, but who is that friend? <laughs> that friend is Nicole. Okay. We'll just go with the first name. I don't know if she want her last name all out there, but... I got you. That would be Nicole, and that was... It was not planned. It was surprised, and it was a very, very nice gesture. Well, let me say... Let me let me say this. Let me let me interject for a second. People have friends, and I know you and I are sister friends. Everybody need a friend like Nicole. I'm just saying. <laughs> there was an award for best friend of the year. Nicole would get that hands down. I'm just saying. Uh, I agree. And Nicole and I, and we're cool. We're not friends, but we're cool. But hell, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get on on uh, on Nicole best friend list. God, Nicole just I mean she remind me of me and a better me. You know, what I mean? <laughs> God, 
even even Roz and audience Roz is my friend. Even Roz was like, boy, maybe men got a good friend in the cold. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I don't <laughs> all, all that goodness that comes from the cold. I just wanted to put that out there for the universe to know. Great day, right? right. Anyway, Shout out to Nicole. That's who just called right before we got on. Look at hand clap to Nicole. Hand clap to Nicole. What a rental car. What a rental car. All right. Well, since we talk about a rental car, what you got? What you got? What kind of car you got? Oh, Lord. I'm a minivan, Mom, this time. You a soccer mom? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Soccer mom vehicle, but it's nice. You know, I like it. it it's roomy. Okay. I have to break my back putting in car seats. And you know, it's just it's good. It drives well, drives like a car. Okay. Okay. It's nice. Nice, nice. Okay. So what else is going on with your week? It's just been a rough week. Sick children. Can't take off of work. Gotta take them to work with you. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just and I think I have I am I, we're at the you know the weekend so I'm just drained and exhausted from the week it's just, it was very tiring well we're gonna put a positive spin on that too cause at least you got a job where you can take your sick turn exactly a lot of people ain't got a job where they can take their sick turn you know what I'm talking about that's right you're right so you know like I said wherever there's a negative there is a positive and now they're better and lord knows i've been praying and praying get better stay better because we can't do this every week i got you i got you i got you okay anything else you want to share about your week before i get into mine um no that's it i mean things have you know i, I got aggravated with you know, which is a subject I think we're going to cover in our podcast, which is communication. But we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Tell me about your week, and then let's tell these folks who we are and where we came from, because they don't even know that yet. What they don't know is that we already recorded it one time trying to tell them, and we couldn't use it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, um, my week has been pretty interesting. Um, for those who don't know, I work for a nonprofit and I got laid off this week. Um, let's see. I think I got laid off at one o'clock on Wednesday and then I got rehired at one fifteen on Wednesday. So <laughs> I was laid off and rehired in a matter of 15 minutes. Um, but it was, but it's good. It's okay. You know, it is what it is. And, um, even with all that happening, all I was concerned about was really was doing the podcast because that was that was the shining light of my week. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get this podcast done. So I'm cool with that. Um, for those who don't know, my nephew is here. He lives in Savannah. And so he's here for his fall break. So um, I'm excited about that. Um, Poco got a haircut. Poco is um, my dog. Um, he went to the barbershop this week. Work is work. But overall, you know, it's just been a kind of status quo. Nothing really, really bad. And, you know, I'm just glad to still be around. So, you know, life is good. Life is good. Good. Okay. So who are we and where did we come from? Well, I am Kim and... I am Lynn. All right. And we are Lynn and Kim. Um, 
we are sister friends. Uh, we've been sister friends for over a decade and we talk all the time and we tended to think that we have interesting intellectual conversations and we literally talk about anything, everything, nothing. Absolutely. And we enjoy talking to each other and we thought that other people might enjoy talking to us as well. And we have a friend who is into podcasting and kind of introduced the idea to us, thought that our concept was good. And thus here is the Lynn and Kim, anything, everything and nothing podcast. I kind of summed it up, sis. So I'll let you, you know, give your spiel on how we got together. Well, I agree with all of that. Um, Anything, everything, and nothing is exactly what we talk about 17 times a day. Oh, um, yeah. I left that out, sis. I left yeah, that out. You did. Seven, about 17 times a day. Um, It could be from, you know, hey, I know you're the only person that appreciate this, but let me tell you about what this person has on or just did to what's going on in the news to something about our personal lives, relationships, and such. I mean, it's just a range and we make all these good points and we have all this knowledge and the only two people that get to hear it is Lynn and Kim. So we decided we wanted other people to hear it. That's right. That's right. We have this catchphrase that when we call each other, we're like, sis, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Yes. But I got to tell you this. And we even say that in the middle of the conversation. We'll cut the subject and be like, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Since let me interrupt you right quick. I literally think that we might need to trademark that little phrase. I that, think so too. This ain't so we need to look into trademarking. Uh, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing because I that's what we do. That's what we say. That's yes, I love it. Okay, but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just put it in there. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's perfect. But I agree. So that's that's basically it. I mean, it's simple, simple concept. We just wanted to share. We have opinions, we have thoughts, and we have um, feelings about certain things that happen in our lives, other people's lives, entertainment folks' lives, celebrities' lives, hey. that we just want to share with the rest of y'all. So, yeah. hey. So, so, thus, again, this is how we came about, and this is Lynn and Kim. So, I'm excited about this opportunity to take what we think and feel and share it with others outside of us. Right. Okay. So we we want to thank Defy Life yes. for discovering us and putting us on. Okay, yes. they didn't discover us exactly, but um, <laughs> but thanks to Defy Life um, for giving us the opportunity for giving us the opportunity to to do this. So we're excited. Yeah, ready to share our thoughts and opinions. We hope y'all care enough to listen. Um, but yeah, we want to share our thoughts, opinions, and laughs with you all. Yes, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Yoshi, Coach, Yusuf, our producer for believing in us and thinking that what we do would be good for not just ourselves, but for others as well. So just shout out to the whole Defy Life team, and we hope we can make you guys proud. Yes, and Yoshi, Yoshi, Coach, and Yusuf is the same person. Oh, oh yeah. For okay. those of y'all that don't know, okay. all the same person. Yes. 
So we're going to get started with um, our quote unquote segment. Um, not going to be too formal. We're just going to talk about what we want to talk about and how we want to talk about it. And we hope you guys would um, enjoy it and eventually we'll get some feedback, emails and things like that. And we can make this one big village. All right. So we're going to start. We're going to start off with our very first A.E.N.N. movie preview. No, not preview. Review. Review. <laughs> not the preview, because we already seen it. Okay. Right. The review. The review. And we're going to review Black Panther and Napoli Ever After. Those will be our the very first um, reviews for the AENN podcast by Lynn and Kim. So I'm going to let you, who you want to start? So you want, you want to start, and who do you want to start with? Black Panther or you want to start with Napoli? Um, we can start with Black Panther. Go with the big screen first. We, you know, we chose the big screen film and the little screen film on purpose. Yes. Um, and it may, you know, be that way. Kim and I are probably the only black people in the universe that just saw Black Panther. Yes. Recently. Like Kim just saw it like last weekend. I literally just saw it last weekend. Yeah. And I saw it back in June and it came out in February. So we asked that we not get our black cards revoked just yet. Um because we just saw it. We sorry. Okay. So why why don't we do it like this, sis? Why don't um we tell what we thought about the movie and then we'll give it a rating one out of five. One being it, it could have Could've, I could have never seen it with five being, oh my God, I could watch it 10 times. So one to five will be the rating scale and we'll just give a brief overview of what we thought about it. Ooh. Okay. And we have not shared our opinions with one another. Right. Would, you, would you like me to start? I would. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Black Panther. Mm. I did not get Black Panther at all. <laughs> Okay. Now, it threw me off when I saw the little boys in, I think it was like somewhere in California on the basketball court. Right. And then they went to the room, and then the one man was talking, I guess, Wakandian, and then somebody was talking English, and it it, it was just all over the place for me. I did not get it. I, huh. did, I did not like it. Um, but I made myself sit through it. Now, I will say this. I'm not I'm not a Marvel fan. I've never watched a Marvel comic book type, you know, film or whatever. Right. Like Ant-Man, Transformers, or, or Superman, or Spider-Man. I don't do those. But the whole Black Panther phenomenon was like, oh, you got to see it. It makes you proud to be black. And you want to live in Wakanda and Wakanda for life. Mm. I ain't going to go to Wakanda after I saw that. Correct. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just saying... Um, I'm already proud black. It didn't make me more blacker or something. I I'm just saying, I, I, I missed all that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just keeping it 100. So, um, I did like the, uh, the warrior women. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I did love seeing all the blackness, but just the storyline. And then they went to Japan and chased some man with a fake arm. And then the, girl was driving the car, you know, yeah. like she was, and she the car fell apart. She, she was in Wakanda driving the car when he was in Japan. 
I was just like, OMG. Okay, but I made it through. Now, I got to keep it 100 with you and with the audience. I ain't never got to see Black Panther again, not even on Netflix or Showtime or HBO. I ain't never got to see that no more. I'm just saying. So for me personally, my rating is a 1.5. Okay. Very good. And I'm sorry, but it's a 1.5. I okay. didn't like Black Panther. Well, sis, I'm with you. You with me? One, one, like <laughs> 1.5 would stretch it. And I think I, I have said, I gave it a rating before when you and I just talked. And I think I highballed it. But when you said that one would be, I could have done without seeing it, then yeah, because I could have done without seeing it. Like I wouldn't be hurt. Okay. Had I never saw it. Okay. I, I didn't get it. I have watched Spider Man. I have watched Spider-Man before, so I can't say I've never seen a Marvel movie. And I like the Spider-Mans. You know, there's a whole lot of them. Yes. yes. I don't understand that whole thing, but anyway. Um, but I like the little Spider-Man movies, but this just, I, I agree with you in that I don't feel any more black. I did not have my bags packed to go to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm. You said you 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 know appreciated all the blackness and all that. Well, yeah, but it was that many black people in the color purple. I mean, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, Seely, <laughs> correct. Seely, Nettie, Nim. It was a whole bunch of black people in the color purple when they went to Harpo's um juke joint. There was a whole lot of black people over there. We could have just stayed in the United States. We didn't have to go to Wakanda for the we black people. We had to go to Wakanda to get all them black people. When they left the juice joint and went to the church, it was a whole big old crowd of black people. So I didn't have to go to Wakanda to see all them black people. I could have just watched The Color Purple for the hundred and, you know, fifty millionth time. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. So, you know, from a from a graphic standpoint, I didn't like it. It looked fake. Oh, okay. I thought it looked fake. I don't know if it was TV I was looking at it on or what, but it looked fake. And I didn't appreciate that. I thought that people wanted to go to Wakanda because it was just so pretty and so black people and powerful and kings and queens standing all over the place. And I didn't see that. So I didn't want to go. Okay. Now, did I miss your rating or did you give me your rating? I'm going with the one. Oh, you went with the one. Oh, the one. Damn, you I, I don't have a point five. Okay. Okay. I would have been okay if I never saw it. Mm, okay. Well, um, for 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 Lynn and Kim and um, the audience, um, if you if you're gonna base it on us, I guess you won't be seeing. Black Panther. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, if you go by what we had to say about it, you would not be interested if you hadn't seen it already. But what we're doing is just keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Now, right. hold on now. I don't want to take anything away from Mr. Chad Bozeman. Okay. No. That was um T'Challa. Wait a minute. Which one was T'Challa? Yes. Okay. Okay. T'challa. Don't want to take any way, anything away from him. He's fine. 
Okay. Look. That's okay. a fine hunk of man on the TV. Okay. Well, I couldn't tell with the Black Panther suit. I don't know. Okay. I well, don't know. With the suit, without the suit, it don't matter. Cute. Okay. But that didn't make me want to go to Wakanda. Okay. He wasn't that fine. He wasn't that fine. All right. Okay. So let's see here. 1.5 and 1. That would be 2.5 divided by 2. That would be an overall rating of a 1. That's not good. That's not good. So we need you guys watch Black Panther at your own discretion. But right. Lynn and Kim podcast, yeah, no, don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Or okay. you've already seen it because we were the last two people to see it anyway. Oh, well, yeah, that's true too. That's true. <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's move on to Natalie Ever After, the uh, the film put out by Netflix, starring what is it, Sanai or Lathan? Sanai Lathan that came out what about two weeks ago? Yes. Okay. Since I'm gonna let you start off with uh, Natalie Ever After. Okay. Starring the beautiful Sanaa Lathan and some other black people that we don't know yet. Okay. Um, except like for her mama, the marvelous Lynn Whitfield. Plays everybody crazy mama, but anyway. Everybody's crazy mama. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> goodness gracious. Love her though. Love her. Um, I enjoy the movie. Now we, we're doing... You know, we are critiquing, and this is our in-depth review. This is your I, review and your rating of Natalie right. after. Yes. I did not like the fact that it was somewhat predictable. Okay. However, they got me in the end because we expected something to happen that didn't exactly happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they kind of twisted it there. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll give you that. Okay. But the overall message of the movie and the depiction of the struggle that we as black women have um, because of hair. Right, right. I did appreciate and enjoy seeing. I could relate. Okay. Although my mama wasn't a crazy mama that, you know, had me getting my hair straightened every day or anything like that. My mom was actually the kind of person that was like, she was the you are not your hair person. Yes, um, India Ari in the house. Yes. Right. Exactly. She was she was that person. Okay. But there was still a struggle. There was you know, I have the well, I've been told that I have the quote unquote good hair. Yes. But my hair has been a struggle all my life. Because I don't know if I wanted better hair. I didn't know how to deal with my good hair. I mean, I don't know. It's a struggle to this day. I'm looking at it now and I'm like, oh my God, what is this on top of my head? But um it it just it it sent the message of how just something as simple as hair can build a person build who a person is and how it can either bring them up or tear them down. Right. Her, her mom is the one who made it an issue and as you saw in the movie she didn't even have her own hair yeah. <laughs> so you know but it it uh I appreciated the message that you are not your hair and you don't have to be your hair and hair is not that important it's just some fuzz on top of your head mm -hmm. and you can shave it off and be alright Okay. Well, uh, what would be what would be your rating one to five? Mm, 
I would give it a 3.5. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, you can, you can go ride with a 3.5. You can, that, that's something you should check out. Okay. Um, I'm like you, I thought it was predictable, but for me, it was a little bit deeper. Um, for those who don't know, I have locks and I've been natural for over a decade now. And I've never had the hair struggle thing, but I know people who do it. And what got me in the movie was when the boy, remember the boyfriend said, we can't dance. We can't have fun. We can't take a shower because it lifts up your hair. That's what resonated to me because and me as well, because I could relate to that. Yes, like he was like, I don't know who you are because I, because we can't get past the surface because we can't do anything because it'll mess up your hair. I that could relate to that. Is yeah. what got me, and then I was like. Is this the struggle that really goes on with our young people? Do moms really put that much pressure? See, I didn't have that. I had a jerry curl when I was coming up. You, you see what I'm saying? So, but do do moms really put that pressure on little girls specifically right. for the straight hair and all of that? You know, straight hair. Don't I think there was a time that they did. Yes. Okay, and so. Like, I felt her pain because she's so beautiful, but she couldn't see past her hair. Right. When I first started going natural, and just to give a little background, I went natural because Jayla, as you know, sis, and for those who don't know, my niece was diagnosed with um, ovarian cancer when she was 10. And so I took my hair off when she lost her hair through chemotherapy and I've been natural ever since. Okay. So I just, I didn't have to go through that, you know, about your hair thing. My, my mom wasn't that mom, but to see the pressure that her mom put on her, like I felt bad for her. She's so pretty. You're high powered, but then you look in the mirror and you're never satisfied with yourself. That has to be a heavy burden to carry. It has to be. Yeah. And see, and I know I said my mom wasn't that mom, and she wasn't, but society was that society, and media was that media. Like, you know, my cousin Sean, whom you know, yes, she grew up. She had the hair complex. I don't know. She probably watched Napoli Ever After and cried. But she, of the three of us, she had the thicker hair. That was as when she was younger, harder to manage, you know, that kind of thing. Mine and her sister Lon, our hair was longer. So she used to say that she wanted blonde hair because she associated blonde hair with nice hair. Exactly. That's right. She, just, she called it blonde because the only hair that she saw that of what she considered nice, the color of it was blonde. Blonde, yeah. Yeah. So when she was little, she said that all the time. I want blonde hair. I want blonde hair. Well, mm. she was the first of a, of the three of us to go natural. Um, and she wears her hair natural now. And she has beautiful hair. If she straightens it out, it's super long and super pretty. And it just, it's amazing. But so she grew out of that. But the media and society is what caused us to be all frazzle-dazzled and anxious about our hair. 
it yeah. wasn't necessarily our parents. Okay. It was what we saw on television and yeah. you know, things like that. And I remember, you know, during during my relaxer days and, you know, even now when my hair is longer and I wear it straight, I'm scared of sweat and I'm scared of water <laughs> and I, I can't dance, I can't work out, can't do any of that. Can't have sex. Go, can't have sex. Right. Because yeah. I go nuts. Yes. Because I that part of the movie. Yes, I have seen the whole don't you know like got to lay your head. But anyway, I'm getting away from the movie. But anyway, let, let me get back to my rate before we get on oh before we get off too far. So I like the movie. It was predictable, like you said, but I think the message was good. When she right. I wish she would have would have cut her hair not after the night of drinking. I wish she would have come to that realization and wanted to cut it just because. But it doesn't matter how she got to the finish line, she got there. So right. I would give it, I would give it a four. I would give it a four because there were some really realistic parts in it that I really liked. And if you really watch it for what it is, it's a really good lesson in it. It's a really good lesson in it. So, and especially for our young sisters and our young girls. You know? Right. And then for the men too, for the men too who are trying to dating. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I would, I would give it a four. But I like it. I could like I could watch it again on a date night. I could watch it again on a date right. night. I think I, I could watch it again. Um, it it was it was a good movie. It went over well, and I think in the end, the mom got the message. Yes, you know she was she was hell bent on you know making sure that hair was what it was, but she got the message in the end. Ooh, my goodness! I tell you. So let's see our overall rating, Lynn of 3.5 and 4.0 divided by 2 that would give Napoli Ever After a 7 point I'm sorry a 3.7 that's oh. a good rating that's a pretty good rating yeah that's not bad that's not bad at all so i say you know if uh, you haven't seen it i would definitely recommend it and a cute date movie you know for you for you it's a, it's a girls movie and it could be a date movie you know for you right. yeah but you know I think now nowadays it it has gone the other direction where people more more people are natural in appreciating their natural hair, um, and you know they're they're uh, carrying it over to their daughters as well. You know the little girls mm-hmm. are natural hair now. I don't the relaxer business should be going out of business. <laughs> out of so business. many people are natural now. It should be out of business. Yeah. I do know a few people who have gone back to what they call the creamy crack. And I know some who never stopped. Like Nicole, for example, she still puts relaxer in her hair, but Nicole has extremely thick hair. And it's just more, it's just easier to manage with the relaxer. So she continues to do it. But I mean, she has, her hair is really thick and it's so pretty. In my opinion, with or without the relaxer, but she says she got to have it. So. I think she she bought one yesterday. Going to do it tomorrow, probably. <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't know anybody who does the whole relaxed or natural thing. The only thing I'm saying is respect whomever does whatever they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Move on. Like when I went natural and had my locks, I had people ask me, "Well, why you did that? You know, why would why would you do that? Like, what the hell does that mean? First mm-hmm. of all, it's my hair, and if you leave your hair alone, this is what it will do naturally. You see right. what I'm saying? 
So that's it. But I'm like, if I want to lock my hair, let me lock my hair. If you want to straighten yours, go on straighten yours. I'm not going to judge you about it one way or the other or tell you or ask you why you do that. That's your choice. You know, but then if it messes with you psychologically, that's a you problem and you need to do something about that. Right. If you don't feel good about yourself because of your hair, you need to you need to go a little bit deeper. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. So we like Nap- Napoleon Ever After and we did not like Black Panther. Correct. Okay. That was the first ever movie review from the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast. How about that, sis? Yay. So let's um let's transition to them um crazy that y'all watch on WeTV. So here we go with celebrity. What are we calling it? Celebrity. Um. Uh, let's just call it um more entertainment. Let's just call it entertainment. Okay. Entertainment segment. Um. Now I love Tony Braxton. First of all. Okay, so do I. Tony. Tony. Tony got this. Tony got this. I love. It. I love that. That's the girl. And <laughs> you would not talk about Tony like that. I'm just saying. I, just, I do have Tamar's first CD, I, that which I do like some songs on okay. it. Um, but I love Tony. Okay. I love Tony too. Now this this is my thing. For those who watch the Braxton, and I know they got the Tay Martians and all that, I'm talking about the last two episodes specifically. And what I'm getting from the Braxton family is this. You can have all the money in the world and still be dysfunctional as somebody over here in my damn hood. Lynn, them girls, that family is crazy as hell. Yeah, they got some stuff going on. Okay, now, I don't know if you saw the episode before the season finale when they had um Ayala Van Zant come in and do the family counseling thing. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now I'm talking about when Tamar and Tony didn't show up for their call sheet like they were supposed to. Right. Okay. And Ayala said, I need integrity. <laughs> I need commitment. I need honesty. <laughs> and then, then, then she turned around and walked out the door. Talking about, I get out of here. I get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna pee in my clothes. And she said, and then she had that tight, that, that tight skirt on Lynn. Yeah. She, she yeah. No, she got out there booty booty. Let me tell you, Lynn, I was on the floor rolling. <laughs> and rolling her neck and shaking her oh, head and, and making doing her lips doing I was her like, and popping her lips and I was like see you can I don't care how much money you got if you got that hood in you that hood gonna come out I don't care how much money you got that hood gonna come out and yeah. Tony seems to me like she's the one who like always when when, when something blows up she's always <laughs> Yeah, but she disappears and then she come back talking about what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. So I was like, okay. So then and I started thinking about Tamar and her. He is he is he is Vince her ex husband now or her? Okay, her let me tell you something. 
if Tamar act like anything like she act like on this show with, with Vince, I, I'm just saying, sis, and I don't know what happened between them. I see why they broke up or they got divorced or why he left her or whatever. I don't know. He I, used to talk about her attitude all the time. I could not put up with that for 3.4 seconds. Oh, yeah. He talked about her attitude, all the, that same behavior and, you know, those same reactions and how she twists up her face and, and yeah. those. he talked about that a lot as being a problem. That was a hot mess. And I don't know. I know we got to look at the last episode, but when yeah. I saw that, all I saw was fame and dysfunction. That's what right. I saw. And right. I said, it does not matter. Give me my simple life without the cameras because that was a hot mess. Mama Evelyn right. is a hot mess. Yes. And that's yeah. what I was getting ready to say. What I saw was it coming straight from the mama. Yes. Yeah. Daddy over here acting like he scared Sally. He, he don't want to say nothing. You know, he's passive. You got mama over here who's angry. Tamar in the middle. I mean, it was just, I was just like, but then you look at them. They're so beautiful. They're so talented. And straight, it goes back to dysfunctional. So money can't make you happy. That's, that's what I'm getting from the Braxton family. Money. And then uh, y'all said, y'all talking about family values. Hell, y'all ain't got none. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, she, she better cut them with the knife. I was like, <laughs> but, she was telling, but she was telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? So but anyway, so for, for, for those who watch Tamar and are the Tamartians and love the family Braxton values and all that, I'm sorry, but there's a whole lot underneath that surface that you can really look into. That, that's I, I think that it may be a lot of jealousy. With the, the tone towards her. Well, partially. I think they are jealous of Tony, but they try to be happy for her and be supportive. But at the same time, they are jealous as well. Okay. Um, I think Tracy feels like a black sheep. And he is the black sheep. Well, I can see why. I'm not trying to be funny, but I can see why. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if you're perfectly honest, her, her talent is a little different than everybody else. Yeah, and I, I don't even know I want to say black sheep, but she's a little different sheep, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want to pit one against the other, but I, I can see why she would feel that way. I can right. I can say that. Okay. Right. And she could not be a part of the group when you know when it started because she was pregnant. Okay. So, and see, um, I, I don't know. I've only been watching it for two seasons and I'm not an avid watcher watcher if 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 Roz is watching it in the house and I kind of know what's going on but for the last two seasons but I know it's been on like six so but here lately I've just been interested in all the dysfunction that they had that's that, that's what caught my eye you know right well I, I've been watching it for a while kind of off and on but it's um it's been a lot of like they, there's been a lot of love between them and there's been a lot of dysfunction between, and the dysfunction has been here lately. Okay. Okay. And you know how I wrap this up, sis? If the cameras is going to make this dysfunction, you know, more prevalent in y'all life and it's breaking up the sisterhood and the family and the family system, it might be time to cut the cameras. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. 
and just focus on them. And just get um, back to being family. That's right. Get back to being family. But did, but did we find out yet who told Tracy that they wish that they would, she was dead to them? I'm um, thinking it was Tamar, but... I think it was. Um, I didn't see that on this episode, so that might be on the finale. Okay. Okay. Finale. So, okay. Well, that that was pretty good about the about the Braxton sisters, but I right. just believe how how this functional. Now, this right here with our hashtag phrase, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but staying oh. but staying in entertainment. Um, why Eddie Murphy? Got his tenth child on the way. I'm just asking. And he, how old? Fifty-seven. But I'm just saying, like, like why you, why you need or want ten? I'm just saying. Just because. I mean, just because your body can continue to make them does not mean that your mind should continue to be okay with it. Okay, so Lynn, so he's 57 now. So right. with his son, I think he's having a son. When he's 10, uh-huh. that means he's going to be 67. Right. Okay, when he 20, the son, he's going to be 77. 77. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? Now, okay, so oh. when is it? Okay, Richard Gere. He he goes, Richard gets 74, 75, 69 or something. And now he got a, his wife is getting ready to have a baby. And he just, that baby just got blessed by the Dalai Lama or something last week. <laughs> no, they went over to India and, and they did the whole Dalai Lama did the thing with the belly. But what I'm saying is, do these women like have, get pregnant by these older men? Mm-hmm. That they're set. Or, like, is there love involved? But I'm just, I'm like, Eddie, you got nine kids. Okay? Now, you can afford them, so I'm not mad at that. But I'm just like, I don't, why, you, when he gonna go to a soccer game and he can't go out there and play soccer with the man? With right. the, I don't know. It, I don't know. That just aggravated And then, And then, I guess, because the wives are half their age. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I don't right. know. That, for whatever reason, that just kind of aggravated me. Because I'm like, damn, Eddie. Right. Me. Well, just like I said, just because your part still working can make them, don't mean that your mind should agree with that. Now, let, now let me tell you what I honestly thought, right? For your Richard, head on your shoulders should say no. Now, for Richard Gere, because I think Richard Gere is probably late 60s or something. Mm-hmm. See, I'd be wondering, like, are they really your children? <laughs> Like, did that girl, is that really your baby? And you, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I don't know, but I don't know, for whatever reason, that just kind of got on my nerves. But, you know, yeah. it, he ain't my daddy, so I guess it's all right, but that just kind of got on my nerves. I'm wrecking. Okay. So, um, I got a question for you. Okay. Jocelyn Evans. No, Jocelyn, what her name is? Jocelyn Hernandez. Right. Stevie J. Uh-huh. Mimi. Uh-huh. Uh Rashida. Okay. Remy Ma. Okay. Nene Leaks. Mm-hmm. Are they celebrities? Well, they are now. Well, what? I don't know. We gotta take Remy Ma out of that now because she she got a rap career separate from the reality TV. Okay, okay. Well let's take let's take Remy Ma out. 
Okay. And his favorite Sheeta does too, but I ain't, I ain't, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, let's just, let's, let's do it like this. Let's just say the love in hip hop Atlanta, love in hip hop New York, um, Hollywood, Hollywood, housewives, housewives. And even with the growing up Hollywood people, I can get that. But what makes Jocelyn Hernandez a celebrity? Because I think of celebrity, I think of um, Viola Davis. Correct. Um, I think of Julia Janet Roberts. Jackson. Who? Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Uh, my baby mama, Beyonce, you know. Right. <laughs> so, and your baby daddy, Jay-Z. And my baby daddy, Jay-Z. But what makes them think that, or are they a celebrity? I'm, I'm just, I, I just... Help me with that. Because once this is over, once they stop filming, what are they going to do? I don't know. Especially the first one you mentioned, Jocelyn Hernandez, the Puerto Rican princess. The Puerto Rican princess. I mean, we would never know. Maybe she's a princess in Puerto Rico. Maybe so. But over here? (laughs) Listen, until she can stay, until she can say Stevie J, she will never ever be a celebrity to me. Because as long as she says Stevie J, I don't know what that is. I need her to say Stevie. His name is not Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> I think she can say Stevie J. <laughs> she can go somewhere. Stevie. I don't know. I don't care nothing about Stevie. And, she, and okay. so I just want to know because someone referred to them. I was watching something on TV and they said celebrity Jocelyn Hernandez. And that struck me. I was like, Celebrity? You no damn celebrity. You know, now, truth be told, I watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta every damn Monday. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> ratchet television. You get one ratchet television show. At least one. I waste 10 hours a year on Love and Hip Hop. So probably about 50 hours of my life I watch the ratchetness. Because right now I'm all up in Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Yes, I am. Well, yes. Atlanta is the only one I ever really watched. And now that I don't recognize none of them people, I don't yeah. watch them anymore. Okay. But I can't get into the other one. Okay. Okay. Well, I just wanted to ask you that because I thought maybe, you know, maybe it was me, but I don't get it. Now, all right. Now, now this right here, Lynn, tell me what you think, okay? And and I got, I got a, I, I feel bad, and I don't know if you saw this, but did you see Kanye? Okay. Did you see Kanye West um the other day on TMZ? I have not seen it, but I have heard about it. Okay. Now, I think he's a musical genius, but he this week he was not on his meds, Lynn, and that's just my opinion. But for the first time, I looked in his eyes, and I was able to see into his soul. And that brother needs some medication for real. He needs medication and he needs therapy. First of all, he had on the Make America Greater hat again with the Colin Kaepernick sweatshirt. Oh, wow. Can we say oxymoron? That don't go together. That don't go together. Not at all. Now, and, but it was the, it was the comments that he was making when he was talking to the big guy on TMZ. But I looked in the camera then his eyes were empty. And then my heart went out to him because I was like, what you got that hat on for? Trump don't mean you no good. 
And then I looked into his eyes and I, then I started thinking about his children. You know, I could care less about Kim Kardashian, but I felt bad for the brother. And I was like, yo, somebody get this dude some meds, get this dude to a therapist, get this dude in the hospital. Because what he said, he said, he said, can't you feel my energy? Can't you see that I'm God? Oh. Now, I know because, you know, I believe that we are God. I got that. But when he it was that schizophrenic. I'm, this is my opinion only. I'm uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was that whole mental illness type of thing. And my heart went out to him. And if I could tweet him and say, Kanye, it's okay. Please go get some meds and get yourself right. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your kids. I felt bad for him, sis. I ain't gonna lie. It, yeah. it, it hurt my heart. And I'm not a I'm not a Kanye fan or not a fan, but it hurt my heart to see him. If you get a chance, go and look at his interviews this week on TMZ. He's sitting at a a, a bench table. Okay. Talking- Talking to um Harvey Levin from TMZ. Now okay. I, I think Sean actually sent it to okay. our our little group uh messenger thingy. So I'll take a look at that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's a hot mess. Yeah, that's a hot mess. And for anybody who str- like you know, because for those who don't know, we are we come from the mental health profession, and when you see someone who's struggling, it's obvious. And to see him struggle like that, and he may not think it's a struggle. I know it's a struggle because I can look at it. I hear it. And I was just like, whoa, man, I just, I don't know. It, it really broke my heart. So right. All right. I, I hope his family or his wife or whatever, I hope that he will do something to just to feel better because that can't feel good, in my opinion. Right. You know? Right. Okay. Well, sis, um, I'm thinking let's move on to um, another segment that we can call nothing to do with nothing. What you think? Nothing to do with nothing. I got a, I got a couple of nothing to do with nothings. But yeah. before we go there, yes. let's just address very quickly okay. that occurred in today's news. Okay, today as in Saturday. Yes. Talk to me. That we are welcoming our new Supreme Court justice. He ain't mine. That's why I ain't said nothing. You heard what I said? I heard you. He's not my Supreme Court justice. That's why I could kill him. In the hell. First of all, why did all of this go on this week when you knew you were going to confirm him anyway? Exactly. That's number one. Susan Collins and the one from Alaska. And um, Manchin from from West Virginia or Virginia, wherever he's from, I promise you, in November, they not they they gonna be voted out. I promise you that. Now wasn't it a a forty nine fifty one? Yeah, fifty one forty nine. Fifty one forty nine. Fifty one forty nine. Who them two people? Um, I don't. I well, I don't know, but I heard it. But, but see when. When it got through yesterday, when Susan Collins went up there and did that 50-minute diatribe about nothing, and she said she was going to um, vote vote a yes, and Flake said he was going to vote a yes, it, it didn't matter because that's all they needed. Somebody paid them. It, I mean... Or threatening life. Wanted to. Well, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I watched enough scandal to know. Listen, let me tell you something. 
um, our friend Tyrone, he got some background history on some business dealers that got something to do with somebody and somebody, and it'll be out. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. That was a hot mess. Our country is a mess. Mm -hmm. it, it, I'm ashamed. This you know? is the reason, stuff like this is the reason why Shonda Rhimes took Scandal off the air. Absolutely. This is the reason why Scandal ended. Yes. 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 And it is happening in real life. Yes. And, and somebody need to call Olivia Pope because this is getting ridiculous. No, somebody better call somebody. Man, this is serious. And since we're talking about in the news right now, okay, the um, Hispanic woman was in the. It was like a looked like it might have been like a Rite Aid or a CVS pharmacy. She was shopping with another Hispanic woman. Okay, mm -hmm. did you see this? Did you see this on Facebook? I did not. Okay, well, this is what's on the news. I thought it might have been on Facebook. And so they're speaking uh, Spanish, talking to each other, okay? Mm -hmm. A white woman comes up to them and tells her, tells them, get the hell out of my country. Oh. Yes, pointing their, I mean, Lynn, she was in their face, pointing her finger at them. This is my country. You need to get out of my country. And so a white woman came up and told her to shut the hell up. Oh. Say, you oh. are Yes, say you are an embarrassment and you're ignorant. So then the two white women start going at it. You know what yes. I'm saying? But I was like, thank you, second white woman, for coming in and shutting this crap down because these, these people are losing their minds. They are. They feel they are. like they can come up now and say and do whatever the hell they want to say and do to whomever they want to say and do it to. And until, when we start standing up for ourselves, it's a problem. But then this white woman told her, so then they start, and the, the, the two Hispanic women then, they were sitting there looking like, oh, I don't even know what's going on. Like, why are you talking to me? It was, it was so embarrassing. But she was some old white woman who feels like because her brother is up in the White House, she mm -hmm. has the right to do that. Right. And that crap has to stop. That yeah. crap has to stop, you know? I, I agree. Okay, so since we in the news before we moved to nothing to do with nothing, the you heard about the police officer who got shot in Florence. Yes. Okay, the warrant that was being served was a warrant for the shooter's son who was accused of sexually abusing, it was either a foster child or either some adopted children. Oh, wow. So this is how that whole, that whole thing got started. He was, there was a, there was um, suspicion of abuse. They were going to serve the warrant. And then the daddy comes out blasting on the police. What kind of uh -huh. foolishness is that? Did they shoot him? Uh, hello? Uh, no, he walked out alive. He's in custody. Wow. You better ask somebody. I'm going to keep my opinion to that on my side. Wait a minute now. Wait a Talk to me. I need some demographics. Talk to me. What, tell me what, ask me what you want to know so I can tell you. I need some demographics. Ask your question. I'll tell you your answer. The man who was the shooter. Yes. Who killed the police officer and wounded others. Yes. And his son. Yes. Are 
of Caucasian descent? You know they are. Yes. From the the Caucasus Mountains with the Vikings? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. And if I can be truthful, why the only cop that got shot was the black cop? Well, the one who got killed was the black cop. I'm just saying it might be a coincidence. I don't know. The Caucasian man who did the shooting is still breathing. The Caucasian man who shot and killed a black officer and wounded six others was captured and taken into custody. Yes. So he fired at seven cops. No. Nobody shot that? Hey, uh, ladies, this is your producer here. Can I uh, chime in on this uh, topic real quick? Sure. No. Did you say no? Did you just say no? Chime in. Okay. That would be Lynn who said no. Kim said yes. Okay, so who who do I listen to? <laughs> All right, real uh, quick. You listen, to, you listen to Kim. You listen to Kim. All right, real quick. This is just from uh, being uh, in the area currently. Uh, okay. A little insight to the story because I happened okay. to be uh, at a football game last night and I was actually talking to a couple of police officers from Florence. Um, okay. Apparently, it's this the man uh, who did the firing of Caucasian descent, as uh, Lynn uh, so eloquently stated, from the Caucasus Mountains. Uh, he was a former uh, uh, Marine and uh, he was also a lawyer who had just been disbarred and his wife was a lawyer. They, uh, they knew that this warrant was coming. And so pretty much he was waiting for the warrant to be served. The thing was, he wasn't sure if it was for him or if it was for his son, because they couldn't make the distinction between they knew somebody in the house was molesting this child. And they could not decide. So they were coming. The warrant was for mouth swabs for DNA. Okay. And so since that was the case, what ended up happening was as they came up, he was just picking them off one by one. Um, They said that the police actually had to call for backup, not for backup police officers, but for backup ammo. Like he had wow. more ammo than the police officers combined than, the, than what they had combined. He had more than they had. And uh, and he ended up um, walking out of there, as you said. Now, uh, you guys could be politically correct. I don't have to be. But okay. um, had it had he been of the African-American persuasion, yes. uh, he would have uh, been all kicked in the all face. The and beat up and possibly even shot square in the head. Absolutely. Now, like in the middle of the forehead, they'd have had a sniper take him out. Now. Okay. The the and, last and- point I'm gonna make, and this is and this is that. Do you also notice there's no mugshot of him? Listen, Yusuf, when when the shooting first went down, I watched TV for seven hours and never saw a picture of this man his picture came out the next day i saw it on twitter before i saw it on the local and the national news yes they didn't even have a mugshot of him 
his rap shot, his rap sheet, and his picture would have been posted all over the goddamn TV. Now I'm not. Now I'm not saying that there is any racism or anything to be played here. I'm just saying it seems a little bit coincidental, and that's my little commentary. I will leave your show now. Hello and goodbye, people. Thank you, our producer Yusuf, for that great insight. Okay, sis. I'm here. I uh, have have some technical difficulties at the moment. Okay. Well, Go ahead and carry on. Okay. So, well, just that whole little tidbit in the news and in the news. So, to wrap that up, sis, this country is in turmoil. We got we got to love our families, take care of each other. You know what I'm saying? And watch our backs because nobody else is going to do it at this point of what's going on in this country right now. And I think this is the greatest country in the world, but we got some stuff going on that needs to be addressed. So now back to this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You had something to tell me about an Uber driver. And what was that? Okay. So you know that I'm a um, listener of Steve Harvey's morning show. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Great show. So I heard this on there. There was an Uber driver, <laughs> a guy who uh, apparently oh shoot, who picked up some passengers, and the passenger ended up being his wife and her boyfriend. Oh no, no. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and apparently, okay, meet my children, audience. Okay. Hold that thought. So those are my nephews in the background at 1027, and they've decided that they need some attention from their mama, my little kid. So this is keeping it real. And I'm getting ready to leave them right in the living room and let them fight. I'll okay. Back. okay. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm here. Okay. So I thought that that was wild and crazy. Okay. Now, I have never, ever, ever since Uber came out, taken an Uber before. But apparently, when you book your Uber driver, you put in where you're going, Right. Yes. Like they pick you up knowing where they're taking you? That is correct. That is so correct. The Uber driver picks up his wife and his dude, and they're going to a hotel somewhere. I was like, wow, that is just crazy. Okay. Um, that is awkward, and that is busted all in one. So what happened? I know what, what happened. Did I lose my sister? No, you didn't lose me. I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh. I had to mute you for a second. Um, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure it was ever told exactly what happened. They it just left the story. They left the story like that? Yeah, they just left it like that. Oh well that sucks. That yeah. sucks. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you what. Um it was the 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 husband picked up the wife. Yes. Okay. And That's- the- well, she well she well she just stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she just 
she just stupid. She she like, just, if you know your husband drive Uber. If you know your husband drive Uber, why girl call Lyft? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> or call was it? I think they got one called Share Ride or Ride Share. Why would you call Uber and you know your husband drive Uber? See that said to me, she ain't had no damn sense. She needed to get caught. She should have got caught. Got caught. Now, this right here ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but I got a question for you. And I need I need some advice and some guidance. Can you help a sister out? I'm gonna try. Okay. You know, I'm pretty new to this Facebook thing, right? Right. I've been on, I think, a little over a year. I don't post a lot. Um, you know, I just post pictures and birthdays and stuff like that. So what do you do when somebody asks you to be Request a friend, mm-hmm. and they ain't your friend. What what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> no, seriously, you are supposed to decide whether you really want that person to follow you. I mean, if they're not really your friend, and maybe just an acquaintance, or maybe you just know them, it's up to you. I mean, and if you if you don't allow them follow you know follow them or allow them to follow you then oh well i mean okay well sit there so here's my okay so i I got a bunch of those in mind right now okay so tell me what would you do in this this situation all right so i said yes to a person who i could who would who i said it would be okay to follow me but mm-hmm. obviously, because our connection is our high school, I've gotten 68 what friend requests in the last week. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. And I'm just keeping it 100. I ain't like their ass then. And I don't want them to have nothing to do with me now. I'm like, why are y'all friending me? Y'all used to harass me in school. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Some one of them I actually got into a fight with. Why are you friending me? Oh wow. Oh, well, you know, I got a story like that. My high school nemesis sent me a friend request and I was like, really, bitch? Really? Okay. So so what so like so if I decline it, will they see that I declined it? I don't think so. Okay. So I and I'm like, cause I the, don't know that for sure though. Every every day my phone just been bing, bing, bing. Mm. And I'm just like, so like I have like 25 friends maybe on my right. Facebook, but I see some who got like 4,000 friends. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, if you're not my friend, I don't want you. It ain't not that I'm so exciting that you need to be following because I don't post nothing anyway, but I'm just like, what's the etiquette with that? Because well, no, I, it, and it has probably changed over the years. Cause I ain't gonna lie. When I first got on Facebook, every body from high school whether I knew them well knew them a little bit didn't like them that sent a friend request or if I saw their names I might have requested them I got a bunch of them so I have a bunch of folks from high school all the you know from all the years in them within them four years that I was there um and some of them I didn't necessarily like back then and or didn't really know but they are my friends. But see, that was when I first got on. And I think, you know, back when it first started and people first got on, you just got kind of friend happy. And okay. you even knew their name. You're like, oh, yeah, be my friend. But I now I'm definitely more um, cautious and and 
what's another word? What's the other word? I don't know. We'll go with cautious. I'm more cautious about who I accept as a friend. I've had several that I do know them, and I'm just like, mm. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't want you. Like the nemesis girl. I was like, okay, so you acted a donkey back in the day when we were in high school. I was pregnant. You wanted my boyfriend slash baby daddy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It made it known. But you want to be my friend? Girl, bye. Well, I guess she was thinking that was 22 years ago. So maybe she... Well, my child is 22 years old. I'm reminded of his father every time I see his face. I don't want to see you. And I don't want to be reminded of that time because it was very traumatic. Okay. So, no. Girl, so, so the answer to my question is I cannot, I don't have to accept them. There is no right or wrong. If I don't like you and I don't know you, I can say no. Correct. Okay. Well, then I will go in and I'm going to, to decline decline, all the, decline, decline, Because <laughs> I was just like, and, and one girl, I was just like, you, but what? You That's how I felt about her. I was like, what? I'm like, you were, you used to call me names and stuff. So why you, and I, maybe, I don't know, but I don't want them in my business. No, I'm not going to accept it. And I'm going to keep my little 25 friends that I got and keep it moving. So that's cool. Okay. So, um, this right here ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but I thought you might be interested in this, sis. You did hear that, um, there was a 700 pound, 12 foot alligator found down your way, um, last week. Well, we I'm not, I ain't interested in that, but <laughs> at all. Okay, but I did hear about that. Yes, ma'am. This the thing was seven hundred pounds. That's that a, a freaking alligator. That's a dinosaur. A dinosaur. That's mm-hmm. not an alligator. I Why? don't understand. If that shit walked in my house right now, listen. Oh, I said, when I first heard, I said, in my mind, I said, Lynn <laughs> and Mir on the way to IGA. <laughs> and here come the dinosaur. <laughs> Girl, we listen. We had enough with the dead snake. I can't do the same. Mir would have said, Mommy, look. There's a, a dinosaur coming across the street. You would have started panicking. I do not know. I have listen. I need you not to put that image in my head because then I'll be thinking about it and I'll be trying to figure out escape routes and all kind of foolishness. The first thing I, I thought about was you and the kid oh walking to the store and seeing an alligator come across the street. And if you should, if you would have seen how we acted with the dead snake, you can imagine okay. how we would act with that dinosaur coming across the street. We yeah. ran from the dead snake, the snake that was not going to do anything to us. Yes. Because it was all the way dead. We yes. ran from it. Yes. Okay. It was so dead. It was stank. Oh. That's how dead it was. Okay. That's not good. Well, when I heard about the 700-pound alligator in, in, in Lake Maryland, I had to think about you down there in Sumter, and I had a good chuckle because I was like, Lord, I just need my sister to see that, and it would be the end of the world. Right. It would be the end of the world. That was funny. That was funny. 
So, okay. Well, guys, that was our segment on nothing to do with nothing. Nothing to do with nothing. Nothing to do with nothing. And so I guess so we can kind of wrap this thing up, sis. Um, let, let's let's give let's give the let's give the people a who does that before before we get out of here. What you okay. think about that? What you think about that? Who does that? Who does that? Who allows their ten year old son to get a real tattoo? Ooh. Did you hear about that? I did. Lynn, the mama said she was Caucasian, by the way, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> she said that the son kept asking, and so she got tired of him asking. So she allowed the neighbor, who is 16 years old, by the way, this to give right. her son an actual tattoo. Not the little kind that the kids get. A tattoo, a tattoo on his arm in, so, in his skin in his skin by a 16 year old who's not licensed or anything oh, okay so who does that who does that and she doesn't understand why she has been charged with child endangerment <laughs> I'm just like okay well then that explains why she yeah. let a child get a tattoo get infected and fall off maybe then oh. she'll understand I was just like are you serious but now let me say this if that was an African American mom or a black mom I bet it would have been worse I'm just saying I'm just saying because they, she had some people trying to justify it's not a big deal. It was, it didn't pose any danger to the kid. Yada 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 yada. If no. that was a black mama, she probably would have been charged with neglect, child oh. endangerment, child abuse, and some other stuff. I'm just no. They have an age limit for a reason. Yes. Well, that's why she didn't go to a tattoo shop. That's why she didn't. Oh they yes, because they would have thrown her out on her face. Exactly. But the reason was because she got tired of him asking. I was like, girl, bye. I girl. went to a shop here and hear about a tattoo. And that is where I learned that in South Carolina, you can't get a legal tattoo on your neck. That is correct. That is correct. I did not know that. You were not supposed to get a tattoo on your neck. So I, I don't yeah. know. I, when I saw that, I was just like, yeah, you know, uh, poor parenting. Yeah, not, right. not, not a good idea. If he's 10 and he continues to ask you, that's when you go get the friend, aka the belt. Okay. Ask me that one more time. You ask me that again, this belt will be all up in and through you. You know what? She, she thought it was a good idea and she didn't know any better. And so we're going to give her who does that dummy award of the week. That's what we're going to give her. <laughs> that's what we're going to give her. Now, dumb of the day the dumb dumb of the day now sis last night and then we gonna we gonna wrap up here for the night last night i went out to dinner oh you know we've had this conversation before and you know or, or this is this is a conversation that takes place over over the over the years that black people don't tip okay yeah. so uh go out to one of our favorite restaurants longhorn last night meal was good had a very um, nice waitress. She was um, an Asian woman, um, older, been waitressing for 47 years. 
Thank you for saying Asian and not Chinese or Oriental. I appreciate that. I'm just saying. Look, the Chinese lady. And she Korean. Thank you. Thank you for saying Asian. Okay. So she was an Asian lady. Chinese or Oriental. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Got, got a little etiquette there. Got a little etiquette right, there. Okay. Right, so, right. Anyway, so there was a there was a group of people behind us, a table of four, three ladies and one man, and they ran her crazy. Now she was our waitress as well, so I can I see what kind of service she was doing. They ran her. Can I get more ice? Can I get a straw? Can I get some more bread? I need some more ranch. I mean, you know, just whatever. Can I get another beer? Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So. At the end of the night, when they got up, they left. Their 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 tab was eighty one dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, they left her a three dollar tip. No, three dollar tip. What? Yes, yes, ma'am. So she was so disheartened when she came and got our ticket. She just had to let it go. And let me tell you what she told me. Mm-hmm. She said. She said. I'm not trying to be offensive. She said, but you know what? As soon as people sit down, I know exactly what kind of tip I'm going to get. Mm. She said, you got black people, then you got ghetto people. She said, you got white people, then you got crackers. Then you got, she said, you got Asian people, and then you got chinks. And she said, they all the same. The chinks, the ghettos, and the crackers. They just don't tip and mess it up for everybody. I was like, you better say it, girl. You know what I'm saying? Oh. You say it. They gave her $3 on an $81 bill. And she was so hurt. And she said, this is why people say that black people don't tip. Mm. She said, this is the why they say it right there. And they got up out of there that, like they left her a $25 tip. They walked out of there proud like they had just done something, honey. She opened that thing and came to our table. She was so disgusted. I, I was like, man, and it makes me embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you if you are a very good server, I will tip you well. You know what I'm saying? Right. And but people and so when when waitresses and I mean, oh yeah, when servers and it could be black, male, female, white. When they see black people come in, they automatically think. Okay, ain't no need for me to be the best that I can be because it's not gonna matter. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, that just really frustrated me, and I just wanted to share that with you because you know I don't, I don't. If if the service is good, they don't make but two dollars. She said they make two dollars and thirteen cent an hour. Wow. She said her hourly rate is two dollars and thirteen cent. That's why they work so hard to get tips. Oh yeah, definitely. Because imagine if they didn't. Exactly. Oh, gosh. I was like, man, that sucked. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you because you know I was like, man, y'all done embarrassed me, and I didn't. And, you know, we tipped her good, but you know, anyway, it is what it is. So I said, well, as you see, all black people ain't like that, and you know, we ain't on we ain't on the ghetto side. So I I apologize for them, you know, and that's right. all. That's I could do. That's all I could do. Oh, right. So, sis, um, I think we're ready to wrap our first episode. What do you think? I think so, because I think it was way long. I don't know how long, 
we've been talking for a long time. Well, we, well, that, well, that's because this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. And this is what we do. You can't, you can't script this good conversation. And it was about anything, everything, and absolutely nothing. So I'm ready to, we're ready to sign out guys. Um, Again, we want to give a shout out to Defy Life, our producer Yusuf. And we look forward to the next episode dropping next week. And we're out. You hear that? Listen closer. That, my friend, is the deafening sound of focus. It drowns out all the useless noise that can clutter the moment. Naysayers don't exist. Haters? Smaters? The peanut gallery? Who's that? When you're in your zone, all that noise and all that buzz is just elevator music. So, enjoy your journey, focus on your goal, and bask in the quiet roar that is progress. Because when it's your time to shoot that shot, Spit that verse or close that deal. The only voice that matters is yours. Defy life. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.